Welcome to the Different Skill Notebook Podcast. The Different Skill Notebook is a tool for parents and educators to equip children and teens with the social, emotional, and independent skills needed to thrive in their life. The Different Skill Notebook is the result of the work of Dr. Sandra Savinelli and Anand Salma at the Social Mind Center. They found that parents and educators cannot always identify the skills needed to overcome some of the barriers that the child is experiencing to learning and thriving. The notebook identifies the different skills, tools, and resources needed to overcome some of the learning barriers and differences that are experienced by children and teens today. These are different times, requiring different skills and tools. Join us as we share our smart conversations with our parents, educators, and colleagues to give children the life skills and social adaptation needed to thrive in environments that keep changing. Welcome to Different Skill Notebook. My name is Anna and Salma, and I am your host. And I thought today we would discuss what I perceive to be one of the most important, if not the most important, social skill. We're starting a series on anxiety, and I thought I could sneak in this one podcast in between our series. So, what is the most important social skill? With my work at the center in teaching social competency, which is the social, emotional, and behavioral skills that lead to social skills. Because when you say someone has social skills, that means that this person is able to adapt to all social environments or most social environments. We all run into situations where we have to step up our game and change and acquire skills. You know, we never acquire all our social skills as social environments evolve all the time. And this in particular for kids, a child in kindergarten isn't required the same social skills as someone in high school. The one constant is adaptation is key. And every year there's more adaptation required. And I think because of the season that we are in, I I don't know the times that we're in better than a season, better said, is change is the one constant and we're experiencing change quicker, more frequently. So there's a higher requirement for us to adapt, right? So what what is the skill? So I would say the skill is the most important social skill is turn-taking. And the reason I believe that is that in all social communication, in all socialization and communication, it's a back and forth, right? For children with social competency difficulties, they can really struggle with this fundamental skill. There's no social interaction, if you think about it, that does not require turn-taking. So social-emotional reciprocity is the back-and-forth interaction that takes place in communication. And the fundamental key for that is turn-taking. It's a back-and-forth. So social-emotional reciprocity is an exchange. You know, for us to social-emotionally connect with others and build relationships, it has to be a back-and-forth. 
we take a social approach to have conversations with others and we share our interests in our conversations with others. Part of the social emotional reciprocity is knowing how and when to initiate or respond to others in social interactions. So if you're waiting to respond, you have to wait. You have to wait your turn, right? And then then if it's your turn to speak, you have to know when to stop and give the conversational floor to someone else. But we're we're not just going to talk about turn-taking from the context of conversation, even though I run into this all the time. I have families coming to us and saying, you know, my child is academically very successful. He, he or she is doing really well in school. They don't really have behavioral issues, but they're having a really difficult time building relationships. And we find that the one thing that all these kids have a challenge with is social reciprocity. They don't have the skills to have those types of exchanges. So if they don't have the skills to have those types of exchanges, they have very big difficulty building relationships. And, you know, another fundamental skill that requires turn-taking is play. In order for us to play with each other, which is that to me is the early conversation, you know, play is another form of conversation, right? It's another type of exchange where we can build relationships. And it starts at a very, very early age. So if we look at the underlying foundational skills of turn-taking, um, there's cognitive flexibility, you know, our ability to transition and shift mindsets, thinking of others, having perspective and impulse control. So in our home, um, as my kids were growing up and my son had great difficulty um, developing communication and connecting with others um, as he's on the autism spectrum, we incorporated this into our daily lives because we saw that the common thread in all his interventions, especially his communication um, interventions, was that social reciprocity, that back and forth between him and the therapist. When the therapist asked me, what do you do at home? We want you to do this. Everything was play-related, turn-taking related, because this is what would build that skill, right? So turn-taking takes much practice for all kids. Often the word sharing is used. However, I find that for kids with weaknesses in social communication, sharing can be more of an abstract concept. There's no clarity as to when it will be their turn or if they'll get the object back that they're waiting for a turn on or what their their turn to play. I prefer to use take a turn and or my turn, then your turn. It's a bit more precise. The foundational skills involved in turn taking are thinking of others, attention focus. I mentioned previously cognitive flexibility and impulse control, you know, because part of turn taking is we need to be able to wait right? You have to wait uh, for your turn to come. And this can be a really big challenge for kids that have attention issues or have impulse control issues or have regulation issues. Like they have a difficult time keeping their body calm and they're hyper. Um, Since it's such a component of turn-taking, I feel like of play, I think it's so important to have a lot of play in your family. I think also it's a great skill to build connection in your family and to establish what is the skill that they're going to need the minute they step out into the community. So that was like a big part of 
our family unit activities when my kids were young in order to build the skill and during our teen years, which we're still in, I would say your turn to pick the restaurant activity or game or when we're traveling. It's like my husband, John, and I would be like, okay, this is what we want to do. What do you guys want to do so we can map up the schedule and we can be take turns between what we all would like to see or do. When my kids were toddlers and in early elementary, I would join in whatever they were doing. And then I would ask them, can I have a turn? With homework, I would help them by doing a problem or sampling, modeling the task for them so that they could see it being done. And then I would say, oh, it's your turn to copy or it's your turn to do it. I would say, can I help you get started then I would say, now it's your turn. You continue. That was another words that I would use. Our family traveled often. So we would say, your turn to pick a place to eat or what would you like to eat? What would you like to see? Um, dad and I would like to see this. We would like to do this. Um, we would share our thoughts of our desires for adventure. We would take turn on whose activity would go first in the day. Like who, who can go first today? Who's going to pick what we're going to do or who had made the plan that today we were going to go here. And for siblings, it's critical that one child does not control the family. So you need to take turns on requests and, and ask your children, what do you think? What would you like to do? So each child can hear that the other has a different perspective, a different like, a different desire. And it's important to accommodate those differences and accommodate those different preferences, right? Social turn-taking is also critical for sharing space. You know, um, as teenagers get older, they share space in a classroom, outside, in a group. And the rules for sharing that space are a little different right? That when they're younger, there's a lot of room and acceptance for impulsivity as you're younger, as you get older, blurting out the something or, or disrupting a group or trying to monopolize a group has a grave social consequence. So it's important that um, turn-taking is established way before middle school and high school because the social consequences become really, they're higher and Kids get labeled like, oh, he's so inflexible, or he can't control himself, or she can't control himself, or the, he's always talking about the same topic, or he's always trying to monopolize a conversation. And then you kind of get a little bit outcasted, or people find it uncomfortable to to be with you because you can't share space um, equitably. And you know, it's interesting because we're in a time where we're really seeing the consequences of kids having this poor skill set with turn-taking. We're seeing a lot of problems at schools. And a lot of it has to go back to the fundamentals of kids not knowing when to wait, when to take their turn, and when to give the floor to someone else. And also just thinking about others and what others might want or like or their differences because they're so entrenched in what they want or what their perspective is. And for teens, it's developmentally appropriate to be selfish and it's developmentally appropriate to be self-involved. So it's so much more important that when they're younger and they're before they're entering these years, there's an establishment of you need to take a turn. And it starts early. And I think it's easier when it's early because you can actually exchange a toy doing it. And a lot of the games that are played when kids are younger 
require turn taking. So to not focus on this skill will definitely lead to consequences that are much graver later on in middle school and high school as children become young adults, right? Especially as when you become a teen, the tolerance level of your peers is way lower. The patience is lower. So it's important to practice conversational turn-taking with your child as often as you can. You know, my kids and I, um, there's a routine that we always have. We We would always go after school to get something to eat, and that would be an impromptu opportunity to talk. Now that they're older, we go out to dinner all the time. I take them separately or together. And it's a time where I just listen more than I talk so that they can share what's going on in their thoughts and minds. And now they ask me, mom, what's going on with your life? And I share that as well. And I think it's important to have those exchanges and it's important to have family conversations, family play, because the family is the first social group. So if your child is having difficulty taking turns in your home, they're going to have much greater difficulty taking turns outside of your home. So I think it's a very, very important fundamental skill. So in my article, I have an article in the different skill notebook blog and a details all these different things that I did with my kids to build turn-taking, and I still do with my kids to ensure that they understand how to live sharing space with people, how to share, how to how to um, contribute and be somebody that is equitable. You know, we are constantly talking about having an equitable society, but yet most of our leadership in the country can't even take a turn talking. It's going to be hard to have equity if we cannot listen and we cannot wait our turn. So I hope this was helpful. And if you need additional information, you can check out our blog. And I always have the notes from our blog on Podbean, you know, um, where I have my podcast website, although you can access my podcast also on Spotify and iTunes. I hope you enjoyed this session and please visit our website, socialmindcenter.com for additional tools and resources. Thank you for joining us at the Different Skill Notebook. The script is available on the Podbean site and at socialmindcenter.com. We can also be reached through our website.